Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. You're listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, Episode 60. Hi, I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, brand and communication strategist, also known as the Podcasting Queen. Welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, the podcast that empowers you to reach your full potential. My guest today truly believes that in order to design the company and culture of your dreams, as a business owner, you must put people first. Successful companies are built upon successful and empowered individuals. And joining me today is Therese Guetta. She is the founder and CEO of 30 Men MBA. Besides running an award-winning startup, she's a seasoned international keynote speaker on topics including the entrepreneurial mindset, business culture, and entrepreneurship. And for over 15 years, she's inspired tens of thousands of people all over the world. And on today's show, she's going to share, start with what matters, the pursuit of purpose. She'll also talk about make others successful, be a positive giver, as well as dealing with fears head on, make it a habit of challenging your fears and so much more. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Oh, I just have to say and let everybody know that uh, where you are, you are calling in from Stockholm, I believe, and it's 2 a.m. for you. It is, it is. <laughs> so there you have a passionate entrepreneur and business owner and uh, who's staying up that time. So we are so honoured that uh, you are here to share your wisdom. Share for us a little bit, because as I was going through your profile, you really have an impressive background. You started when you were, were quite young and you just kind of progressed through that. What drives you? Why are you so passionate about this? Yeah, that's, that's an excellent question. So yeah, I've been running companies since I was 17. Mm. I started a management consultancy firm already then. And uh, for the last 15 years, I've been running different companies and uh, being involved in entrepreneurship. And, and one reason why I love entrepreneurship and why I'm so passionate about it is that I believe it's limitless mm. and it's democratic. Uh, and that's something beautiful that everyone can really engage in and they can create their own environments, their own lifestyles and, of course, their own businesses. Yeah, yeah. So that's sort of the, the foundation of it. So let's talk a little bit about then start with what matters, the pursuit of purpose. Why is that so important? First of all, I just want to say that the fact that you are all about reaching full potential. Mm. Um, I've built an entire company about reaching your full potential oh, so <laughs> that's really cool <laughs> um so i love that so um uh, i just want to have that as a shout out but basically the idea with starting with matters designing a business culture and a company that really touches upon why you do it a lot of companies are uh, are built around just making money or making profit and, and all that things and obviously that's part of the game 
But I really believe in building a company and designing culture where people thrive and are able to use their strength and potential in the best possible way. Mm. And when you start to build a company where people believe in what you believe, you're really able to attract some of the best rock stars, the dream clients, these really cool partnerships, regardless where you are in the world. As you mentioned, I'm currently in Stockholm and one of our markets is Australia because you guys are really progressive. But the point here is that something that I sometimes come across over my 15 years in, in the field is that people overlook the importance of realizing why you do what you do. And especially if you are coming from a traditional nine to five corporate job, it's really easy to fall into these habits of just working the way you used to work when you were employed or even set up a company where your employees are required to follow some kind of made up rules that isn't necessarily in line with your values. So the idea with starting what matters and the pursuit of purpose is really to design a company based on what you believe in and then create values around that. And not just having values, you know, on the roll up, but really have values that aligns with what matters and recruit people even on those values who believe what you believe. This is definitely a topic that I'm really passionate about. This is one of the topics I'm covering when I'm traveling as a keynote speaker as well. Yeah. And there's a lot to say. Yeah. And, and it makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Particularly now that there are a lot more businesses, you know, you only need to, to read articles and listen to CEOs talk. And there really, you know, there is concern. There's so much noise and clutter. But really the companies who are making a huge difference are the companies who really have strong core values and has that sense of purpose and everything, the communications, the staff, just everything exudes that purpose. And they create an experience where their ideal clients, you know, who are aligned with that, we just can't help but fall in love with that company and want to know more about the company, you know, that kind of thing. That just starts to happen, doesn't it? Yeah, that's a beautiful way of summarizing. And it, it's a trend that we have been seeing for quite quite a while. And even back in the you know, uh, 1970s or so, there were companies like Southwest Airlines that was founded upon this principle, basically p putting people first, then customers, and then profit. Mm -hmm. The beautiful thing is that if that's the, your priority, you don't only create really loyal customers that you know love your, your company and your product or your service, but in the end, you also make more money. Mm. The problem today with a lot of companies is that you put profits first, then customers, and then last your employees or your people. And when you do that, you end up with an engagement uh, rate in the workplace around 13% globally, according to Gallup. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. this is sort of a problem and it's really sad and it's absolutely unnecessary. So the idea here is that regardless if you're just starting out or if you've been running a company for years, really tapping into those that purpose and those values that resonates with you and your your people mm -hmm. is really a competitive advantage but it also makes a better platform for people to thrive and really enjoy their their work mm -hmm. if you mm -hmm. want to call it that even what would be something that people can start to consider if they've recognized okay we really haven't clearly defined our purpose our core values do you have um like a key process or a key question just to start the ball rolling to get that brainstorming uh around okay we need to start thinking about this what what would be a great place to start for people 
Yeah, this is a brilliant question. And I was actually asked this question uh, with a client just a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. And um, we were supposed to speak about something else. And then we got into, you know, designing culture and there were new people coming into the executive team. It's like, okay, we really need to focus on on strengthening our culture. How can we do it? And there is a lot of things you can do. But some of the foundations is to make sure that the founders of the company they need, really need to live the brand and honor what the company is all about. Yeah. So uh, let's say that you're just starting out, having, regardless if you're a solo founder or if you're a founding team, making sure that you, you spend time in the beginning and really figure out what gets you excited. What is it that you're trying to achieve and why? And why is this the most important thing you can imagine at this point? So for me, my purpose is to empower individuals to reach their full potential. And mm-hmm. it took me quite some, some time to be able to formulate it in that kind of sentence. And then from there, I build a company around it. Yeah. Sometimes you can find the purpose in what you're passionate about, what you're excited about. And you don't necessarily need to have, you know, the, the beautiful sentence that you build an com- entire company on from the start, but starting to talk about things that excites you and, you know, what is it really that you want to achieve with your company? It's often so much more, especially for founders, mm-hmm. than just just showing that it's possible. Or, you know, many of us or, or most of us are, are passionate about changing the world for the better. So what does that mean to you? How mm-hmm. do you change the world for the better? And what's your definition of that? So those are some things that you can start to think about if, and I think you should, um, have a company that is built around a, a strong purpose. Yeah, absolutely. You know, d- the conversations that I've just been having recently with a number of people because I've been asked to go and speak to, uh, you know, small business groups about podcasting, they asked me, how did you get started? And as I started to share the reason why, and I'll, I'll be brief and I'll share with everybody why I started it, I then started to realise, you know what, that actually is my whole life. And and. and and actually my why, my my purpose, and it was eight years ago, well, actually nearly nine years ago, 2008. I'm not sure if you would remember this, but that this was around the time where the global economy just crashed, absolutely crashed. And I was involved in the career industry. I was a career practitioner, so job search and, and resume writing interview coach. And a colleague and I were just so disheartened by media across all platforms, so television, radio, newspaper, so print, were all preaching doom and gloom. It was hopeless for people, you know, because the people were losing their jobs, you know, people were, um, you know, not knowing where to turn and what what to do. And we said, my colleague and I, we want to be an inspirational voice in this doom and gloom. And so we started, uh, you know, the, the, the podcast or the show Career Success Radio, and that was to inspire hope and possibility because we be- I believe that without hope there's no sense of possibility and once we lose all hope we can't continue to leverage grow you know professional development to reach that full potential uh, you know in that level of, of greatness and that's the reason why and I've continued to do that and so what you've just said I think is absolutely key once we understand that we can often turn and, and look backwards and see and join the dots and see how this principle these key values and core core essence if you will uh, has shown up in our lives and how we and, and, and how we conduct ourselves I think so really really important let's talk about making other people successful make others successful by being a positive giver 
Yes. So first of all, that's a beautiful story. And I absolutely <laughs> understand why people love to hear that and invite you into to speak. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think the more people um, that share these stories and, and it takes courage to, mm. to talk about it and to share it. It's like putting your heart on the table and let people, you know, yeah. make their own minds and decisions about it. Cool. But when you are, are really coming around from a purpose perspective, you also become more resilient over time because mm -hmm. you know why you do what you do. Yeah. And then it's easier to overcome this roller coaster that the entrepreneurial lifestyle is. Yeah. Uh, so in regards to, um, to making others successful and being a positive giver. So this is another thing I'm, uh, I often speak about when I'm traveling to different conferences, and I was recently in Barcelona covering this topic specifically. And the idea with being a giver, if we, there's basically three, if we simplify it, three ways of relating to people, being a taker, being a matcher, and being a giver. In the, the book, uh, Give and Take, this is it's covered in, in detail, mm -hmm. and this is also something we cover a third of an MBA. But the, the idea here is that the taker mentality is basically these kind of people that just walk over people. They don't care about consequences. They are very selfish. And in an airline um, or an airplane, they will basically be the people that are grabbing. If if you have this mask coming down and you need to breathe through the mask, mm -hmm. they would take their own mask. They would grab the neighbor and then they would grab someone uh, their their mask from behind just to get as much oxygen as possible to themselves. And they wouldn't care about anyone else. The, the matching mentality is basically more of a transaction mentality. A transaction mentality works beautifully if you're going to, you know, Starbucks and buy a coffee. You hand over some money, you get a beautiful latte back. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's an appropriate time to be a matcher. In an airplane uh, situation, you would help your neighbor if the neighbor would help you. That's a typical matcher mentality. Yeah. Being a giver is basically, there's two kinds of givers. So let me get into that. So one of the, the givers would be a selfless giver. And this is the giver we, we should try to stay away from. Because if you're a selfless giver in, in that airline or airplane, you would basically try to help everyone to put on their, their mask. And you would faint in the process because you would have forgotten to put on your own. Mm -hmm. Being an otherish giver, basically uh, caring about other people by making sure that you you are looked after yourself in the process. You basically give to yourself and then you give to the world. Yes. Um, in that situation, you would put on the mask to yourself and instead of just helping your neighbor, you would rally the entire plane to really uh, feel strong and, and empowered in this very stressful situation that would ca be caused from, from even needing to breathe through the masks. Mm -hmm. So an average giver is, is what, we, what we are looking for. And the startup and the entrepreneurship community that I've been in for quite some time is basically built around pay, the pay it forward mentality. Yeah. And it's sort of giver mentality. So it doesn't matter if you, you know, are 19 and are just starting out and you don't have to be, you know, 55 and, and have a long career behind you in order to be a giver. Or if you are a little bit older and it, it absolutely doesn't matter. This is what I said in the beginning. Entrepreneurship is limitless and it's democratic. But the beautiful thing is that when we all have this mentality of pay it forward, being a positive giver, and obviously positivity is another uh, really important aspect of, um, 
of life views and mindsets and so on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. Just just share with me, you were saying that the third or the second one is otherish. How do you spell that just so that people know? So it's other and then I-S-H or did I misunderstand you? Yeah, otherish, giver. Oh, I yeah. love it. So you have, you have the taker, you have the matcher, you have the giver, but yeah. we have two kinds of giver. You have yeah. the selfless, which is uh, the ones that I walked on. Yeah. And then you have the otherish. And these are the, the people that you usually see. Some of these really successful and cool founders that you admire, mm. those are you others givers yeah and how often are we told you know to or encouraged to really go from a an area of being selfless but really in actuality if you look at the metaphor that you shared about being on a plane giving everybody their gas masks or oxygen masks but not your own is not doing anyone any favors because you're not able to be there strong and and being you know being able to take action if you will from an entrepreneurial and a, a leader's point of view if you're not taking care if that self-care and whatever that needs to show up for yourself and it's such a great reminder for all of us isn't it yeah yeah I think that's a good good point you know the self-care but also obviously the self-love yeah it's hard to give to others if you're not giving to yourself mm -hmm. so part of especially um if you're new to this lifestyle to understand what you need in order to thrive Mm -hmm. It's an important element of that and not falling into these habits I touched upon before just because you have worked in nine to five doesn't mean that that might not even be your hours when you're most productive. Fortunately, I'm a night person. So doing this interview two in the morning, I'm, I'm fine with that. Oh, that's good. Well, I was going to say, my goodness, for being up at 2 a.m. in the morning, um, you're just sounding absolutely wonderful. So that'd be the reason why. <laughs> Six in the morning, it would have been a little bit more problematic for me. Yeah. I'm not a morning person. My, my point here is that this is part of uh, honoring that being a positive giver and mm. caring about yourself in order to be able to give to others. So if you had asked me to do the six in the morning, we would have had another yeah. kind of interview. I'm telling <laughs> <Yeah>. you that. <laughs> Just on that, before we move on to the next point, if, if do you see... Uh, some specific barriers and obstacles that get in the way from people who can see that they have been very selfless. What typical barriers and obstacles do they need to shift through to in order or, or in order for them to become more otherish? What things have you seen? Yeah, there's, that's a really good question. And um, what we usually see is that the majority is matchers. And it's nothing, as I mentioned before, with the, the mm. Starbucks example, there's nothing wrong with being a matcher. It's just the time and the place. You know? yeah. And I don't believe that business is only about transactions or I don't really believe that business is about transactions at all. It's about connection and relationships. Yeah. And that's how we change the world for the better. And that's basically the positive giver um, idea. But in regards to moving from a selfless to anotherish um, mindset or perspective, one thing that would be part of that is when you're an otherish giver, you're also open to receive support. Yeah. So you're reaching out to others and you are asking for advice, you're asking for support, inspiration, and you build that support network with mentors, advisors, friends, fellow entrepreneurs that basically support you as much as they support, uh, you support them, but you never keep score. And it's never about, you know, who's helping who, it's only about making sure that you're inviting and letting other people 
see when you when you want to share something that is beautiful that happened to you or we call it magic a 30 man ba every time some uh, we are creating magic the first thing that happens if i'm not with our team already and, and our team is spread over three continents including australia <laughs> so it's sort of they're usually not technically with me physically so i would call them or i would slack them mm. and basically share that with them and it's the same when you when you have a challenge or you need to figure a new strategy out or something like that so a couple of hours ago i was talking to one of our advisors and it was basically about okay this we have a strategic uh, decision to make uh, and basically inviting him into that process that's the otherish giver mentality mm, yeah such a great uh, insights there that we can look at and and it's, it's so true so certainly become uh, or start to take the actions and be very aware of what an otherish giver and and asking sometimes it's a matter of asking for what you want because so often we don't ask because yeah, for, for one reason or another, but certainly being able to ask as well. Let's talk about dealing with fears head on, making a habit of challenging fears. Because so many of us, when we're fearful of something, we tend to turn around and run the other way, don't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so basically, these, these three things we, uh, we're discussing, they are directly coming from, from my signature talk, which is uh, brilliance, uh, thriving with the entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. So these three pieces is part of the entrepreneurial mindset. And the idea with dealing with fears head on, it's basically make, well, basically making habit of challenging fears. You can do that in steps and it doesn't need to be, you don't need to start with your greatest fear right away. But what I've learned and what I've seen over the years uh, working with a lot of founders and executive teams and so on is that this lifestyle has a massive um, possibility of growth, mm -hmm. personal and professional growth. But somewhere along the line, you will have your greatest fear challenge. And if you're not prepared for that, that's going to be a really, really hard one to, to deal with. Yeah. So the way to go about it is basically doing doing things on a regular basis that is challenging for you that might be slightly outside your comfort zone and that you might not have done before and i remember the first time so i started my business when i was 17 i remember my first business trip it was just over the day and i was supposed to be part of a of a board meeting and at this point i hadn't um i was 17 i hadn't been part of board meetings before and uh, i was there to contribute with my perspective and not necessarily my experience, but I had some experience, mm. I guess. Um, but my my perspective and uh, my views, and doing that, just flying from one city to another, going through that process, taking the taking the the cab from from the uh, um, uh, from the airport, and then directly to the meeting, contributing to the meeting, and then back. At that point, I had never done that before. Now, I don't know how many trips I've done, you know, mm -hmm. hundreds uh, or thousands probably. Yeah. But at that point, that was the first time. And it would have been easy to, to tell my client that, you know, I'm busy or, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not that experienced. And, you know, all, all of these stupid excuses we come up with. But instead of saying that, I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm coming. Uh, and I did. And, you know, they were happy with the contribution. And I obviously had an amazing first experience. And when you start to do this, and sometimes, again, it can be small, like just taking a plane somewhere or speaking up at a meeting or inviting people's opinion. The, um, uh, the Swedish mentality is very much 
you know, flat hierarchy, there are similarities, I know, mm. to Australia and to Canada. Um, but the basically making sure that everyone is seen and heard. Yes. And it doesn't matter if you're the assistant or the receptionist or if you're the CEO, every voice matters. But you in a meeting can basically invite other people to share their opinions, regardless if they're introvert or extrovert and all that stuff. So if you, that's another way of sort of maybe, not necessarily challenging your fears, but doing something you haven't done before. So when you come to a point where you actually need to deal with the fear head on, uh, then it's going to be habit. It's going to be natural for you because we have this idea that momentum builds momentum. Mm -hmm. So if you're used to, and your brain is used to just doing things and not worrying too much, even if it might be challenging in the moment, it would be a lot easier if you have this habit going already. So that's basically the idea of dealing with fears head on and making a habit out of challenging your fears. Yeah. And I think um, I love that how you've shared that. And I think sometimes we expect all things to be very easy for us. And if we're not consistently, as you said, dealing with things and maybe even small bite sized approaches, we're not really building the type of momentum. And let's face it, in business, if, every, if we knew the answers to every single challenge or every single issue, then that would be fantastic. But how often do challenges um, come up that we need to address? And we're constantly having to think of new ways, taking on new approaches. And also the market is changing so drastically too, that as businesses, if it's same old, same old, we're in our own, you know, we remain in our comfortable state, we'll find often that we become... Uh, what's the word, you, you know, we may become irrelevant because we're just not changing and, and stepping out and often in areas that we just, there's unknown, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And I think one thing that sometimes people are surprised over, especially if they have spent a lot of time in the corporate world and coming into a startup, not necessarily as a founder, but part of part of a startup one way or another, is how how quickly you learn new things and how often you're challenged to do things you haven't done before. And I have so many stories of this, but I'm, I'm going to just share one. It was basically, we needed to create a video. Uh, this is a couple of years ago. We needed to create a video. We had uh, massive time pressure, so much time pressure that we didn't even have time to consult with our advisor that is a producer, film mm -hmm. producer. So we, uh, we were under extremely time pressure. And uh, our team member had never designed or worked with videos before little less cut it and and produced it from scratch yeah and basically what happened within 48 hours was that you know this guy he's a typical learner and um uh, we we are big on culture so working with people that fit our culture is obviously key yes. and everyone are learners one way or another mm -hmm. so the the idea that he would have this challenge on his hands well he you know he was up for the challenge um, but this guy is a little bit special, so he decided not to use the more simple programs that are on the market, but the most advanced premium <laughs> video editing program you can imagine. Okay, so he had that, and then to produce everything else, you know, the voice, the transitions, the, yeah. the action footage, everything, and we had 48 hours. Basically, on our own computer. Now he has a Mac, but back then it was a PC. Yeah. Uh, and an old one. So that wasn't helpful. Um, but anyway, the point here is that basically within 48 hours, and we only spent $10 on that video, 
we we were able to and, and mostly him but we were able to produce a video that our producer our film producer later evaluated to ten thousand dollars wow and the idea behind this is that it's not always it's not always that complicated sometimes it's only about starting trying it out and executing and then getting feedback and collaborating mm. and this is why we call uh, we have this even terminology internally in Athorium MBA about making magic. So, and this is something we encourage everyone in the company to do on a regular basis. But that's basically what happened. And and I guess that it, he wasn't really afraid of the the editing program or creating a video, but he he had developed this habit of constantly learning new things and trying new things. So when he got that kind of challenge, he was up for it. Mm -hmm. And we had that beautiful result to show for it. And it's the same, you know, there's multiple of those um, with our team members. And it's something I'm really proud of. Um, but the point here is basically that when you when you create a habit of, of learning new things constantly, you will see how much you grow and how, how things become easier and easier when you try new things. And you, you are able to feel more fulfilled and basically coming closer to your potential which is all about right yeah absolutely and um you know sometimes having a pressure or like that or a deadline is so good because it just you know kind of pulls you forward and you think you know what we've just got to dive in and i love and i'm sure you've heard of this before the fear they've used an acronym acronym false evidence appearing real sometimes it's the chatter and our self-doubt and everything that really can has a, has has us stuck but if we just tipped, took a step forward and then another step and then another step we'd find that we just you know step right on through that challenge we get to the other end and took turn around and we think that wasn't so bad after all I've, I've learned quite a lot through that experience so such a, a great reminder what would be one last insight that you would like to share with everyone today Therese so there's a lot of things to share, but I guess the one thing that I would like to uh, that I would like to put forward is to to remember that passion is contagious. Mm. So when you when you start to build your company around a purpose and putting out those values and are focusing on a strong culture and start to attract people who believe what you believe in, remembering that passion is contagious regardless of the situation. You know, when you're pitching your idea to, if you're raising money to investors, when you're pitching new clients, when you're meeting uh, potential team members, when you're just out and about and not talking about what, whatever you're doing and bringing value to the world, remembering that, that passion is contagious as a leader, as a founder, as an executive, and that people really engage with that. Mm. So nothing too afraid of, of showing your passion is definitely one of the... Um, the, the send-offs. Yeah, great, great way to uh, to finish the show. How can people get in contact with you and find out more? Yeah, so they can can visit 30minutemba.com or theresiada.com. I'm sure you will link it up in, yeah. in the show notes. Fantastic. Um, but basically, I'm um, always open to hear from, from uh, passionate, exciting people. So um, yeah, feel free to hit me up. Yeah, fantastic. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Great talking to you. Are you a specialist who supports small business and you want to increase your visibility, reach and influence with your own podcast channel, but you don't want to handle the back-end management and ongoing promotion of your show? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Podcast Network is on the lookout for a select group of specialists who are ready to become an influencing voice in their industry. So if you're an aspiring podcast host 
or if you have an existing business-focused podcast and you're looking for ways to increase your exposure, reach and results by leveraging our podcast network platform, let's talk. To find out more, go to www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. That's www.ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash podcast host. The voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Well, that brings us to the end of another show. I know that you have been empowered and inspired. And please reach out to her. She has just a wealth and wealth of knowledge. If this is the very first time that you have joined us, it really is an honor. I do hope that you'll join me again next week. Each and every week, we have another amazing guest like we did today. And reach out, let us know what's the biggest aha and what action step are you going to take to uh, to move your business forward. By the way, for those of you who have subscribed to our iTunes channel, thank you so much. That means you're going to be the very first person to hear when we published a new show. And if you haven't already subscribed and you don't want to miss out, all you need to do is go to annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes annemariecross.com forward slash podcast iTunes have a fabulous week make it a great one and uh, we'll connect with you again next week see you later trees this podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com <laughs>